With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com. All right, let's talk about the third game on Saturday. Oh, this could be anything. Um, Tyron Wishart, he comes in for Cam Munster. There was talk after the game. Oh, no, he might be playing next week. I'm thinking hmm, compound fracture of the finger, uh, compound dislocation. Uh, sorry. Uh, so Tyron Wishart to 5'8". Aaron Penne into the bench coming back from a rib injury. That will increase their power through the middle. Xavier Coates named to play despite that injury that he looked to pick up against the Eels. 1-17, uh, uh, the Bulldogs after their big loss. Carl <laughs> Olawapu. So this is the one where everyone's staring at it going, mm, what week, what week. Um, he's 18 years of age. He's had one game against men. He comes up with a try and two try assists in their victory in the New South Wales Cup. So all eyes on Carl Olawapu. Uh, Tristan, what's the market on this one? Yeah, this, is, this has been a really tricky game to price as well. And um, I think the result of the Eel Sharks game is probably going to give a little bit of guidance here as well, just to see how that form line stacks up. Because the Storm were in a bit of trouble when Munster went off. And I sort of think he single-handedly carried them back over the line. Now they've got so many missing and, you know, for all the points we've already touched on, none of us who convinced the Eels were that great there on on uh, on Thursday night last week. We know how poor the Bulldogs were. Um, so, but they, they've obviously got some big wraps. So, geez, it's a tricky one to pinpoint where we put this market. It's a dollar thirty-seven the Storm, three ten the Bulldogs, and seven and a half is the line. The line stayed solid at that seven and a half. There has been a little bit of support at the minus into one eighty-five Melbourne, one ninety-five Canterbury, and thirty-nine and a half uh, the total points, but. Yeah, I'm not certain which way this one's going to go. Yeah, I, I found, uh, like Tristan, this this was really tricky to try and line up. I, I think it's seven and a half on the back of the fact that the Storm have owned the Bulldogs for so, so long. You know, the last three times they've played them, 44-0, 52-18, 41-10. Last 18 times the Bulldogs have travelled in a state, they've lost 16. And of those 16 losses, I reckon about 10 or 12 of them have been absolute floggings. They hate getting on a plane and they certainly hate playing Melbourne and they hate playing Melbourne in Melbourne. So that's prob- probably why we're at seven and a half, because when you consider that there's nine or ten outs, including Munster and, and Pappenhauser in particular, uh, but also, you know, Sims has yet to come back. They're still missing Kamakamika in the middle. Um, you know, Thompson and Pangai, big outs still for the Bulldogs. But uh, I, I know they had a few issues last week, but I just don't like the balance about what their lineup is in their forwards. They look really clunky and dislocated with the football. Way too many errors, way too many missed tackles. And then in the second half in their trial against the Sharks and the second half last week against um, the Eagles, they just fell away terribly in defence. You take Mahoney out of that result last week, they get beat by 50. Um, I'm certainly with the Storm. I think they win. Um, And, gee, there's some mounting pressure on the Bulldogs for mine. Yeah, I think there's a bit more patience. I, I tell you what, I think, you know, the outside noise 
got everyone pretty excited about that. I think internally they're much more balanced about where they think they're at as far as the season goes. In saying all of that, they'd have been disappointed with the way that that played out. And you can make all sorts of excuses. And the fact that DCE ran a mark and Tommy T was in um, third gear and he still was able to have the game that he had. Um, however, um, I agree, Jared. I think there's some some concerns there for the Bulldogs. You know, the recruitment's been good. Marnie was the best player for them by a mile, as you say, uh, by an absolute mile. But, you know, they're struggling at fullback. They're struggling at halfback. Um, from what I understand, illness was a bit of an issue through the side as well. So this, here, here we go. We've got all these excuses for the Bulldogs. They never, ever, ever make excuses for anything, the Melbourne Storm. Um, you've got a compound dislocation in your finger. Okay, we'll get it fixed and go back out there and play. And that's exactly what um, Cameron Munster did. I thought Harry Grant was superb, absolutely superb. That's one of the key matchups, isn't it? The two Queensland hookers going head-to-head. Um, but Grant is an out-and-out champion. He might be a top-five player in the competition. Uh, I think, based on the back of what we saw. He's a marvel, Bellamy. He he is absolutely a marvel. And I don't think seven and a half is enough. I I love the storm at the minus seven and a half, going home and and really making a bird of it. 